This is your video cast for the week of January 22nd, and Speed Weeks is here for the 17th. I had to count with all my fingers and toes earlier. For the 17th straight year, 17, Derek Kessinger, our entire crew is about to embark on the month-long Georgia-Florida odyssey that we call Speed Weeks and bring you the most in-depth dirt late model coverage on the planet and it wasn't up until, Derek, I think about five years ago that I felt this way, but I, I I very much mean it when I say it now. This is my favorite time of year, officially. Book it. Stamp it. Rigsby, how could you say that? The World 100, PDC, Knoxville, North-South, nope. Nope to all of it. There is nothing on the planet in the world that I look forward to more than Speed Weeks, and we get to start it officially. I know Volusia 1.0 what happened, but for me officially this Wednesday and Thursday at Gold Niles, I am Michael Rigsby inside the Dirt on Dirt and Flow Racing Studios alongside my trusty co-host and good friend Derek Kessinger. Suave, I call it my favorite time of year, and here are my quick reasons why it is officially my favorite time of year. Weather, right? You look outside in Illinois right now. This is the easy one. This is the layup. It's god-awful in the Midwest. It's gorgeous in Georgia and Florida. Night after night racing, which I love so much. We race night after night, after night, you really only get to see these tracks once a year, Suave, Volusia, East Bay, Ocala, Golden Isles. You don't get to see them again like you do Florence and Eldora and everywhere else. And the size of our audience and the interest in it, Suave, it's vast. You can see my hands here. It is a, it, the entire world is locked into the only races yep. happening in America is another reason I love it. And our level of coverage, right? And because, not just because the audience size, we go as deep on Speed Week's is we do anything, even more than Eldora, really, the entire calendar year. And Todd Turner once said this to me, we go that deep because it deserves to be covered at that level. He told me that all the way back in 2008. I will never forget the now Hall of Famer, Todd Turner, telling me that. Derek, did I get all of those reasons right? Those are all the reasons I love Speed Weeks, and I hope our audience at home loves it too. Did I get a lot of those right? Do you feel the same way? Yeah, and just also the storylines and drama that happens or controversy. Yep, yep. Uh, we're the first ones to report it. I know like uh, Whitener down there in Florida has gotten altercations with a few <laughs> yeah, drivers. Like a couple days in a row, yeah, right? Mark yeah. Whitener, but just great quotes from all of them. And then okay, these guys are good drivers, but winners like Ryan Gustin or Ashton Winger last year at East Bay, they own the internet. They own the racing world for yep. 24 hours. They can maybe capitalize it on some sponsorships. Apparel. They, apparel. Right. They can capitalize it on a lot of things. So that's why I always thought it was so romantic of Speed Week is just like all those crazy storylines and dramas that happen. And then you forget about them 12 hours later because <laughs> you're racing again, which is great if you're on the wrong end of things yeah. and you can bounce back for a good night. But just like those new winners they aren't expecting that we've seen the last few years, they get to own, really own it for 24 hours. And romantic is the perfect word, Derek. I think I used to say that to word, word to you all the time. Certain things are romantic. And you, you were right and wrong about something. I think you're right about the fact that you it happens and then you kind of forget about it. But when you forget about it, it sort of fuels the next night, if right. that makes sense. So, yeah, we kind of forget about Casey Roberts winning at Volusia, but it also like sort of propels you into the next night. And I love that. It's like the it's, Summer it's, Nationals on steroids because every national if, star is there, and well, that's what I love about for it. For me, it's like remembering like a high school moment, whether it was like a sporting yeah. event or like a dance or uh, like homecoming. Like when you remember Casey Roberts winning, you're like, oh, man, I just remember that whole night now. Like <laughs> right. you just reminisce in it a little bit. Yeah, that's it's perfectly stated, and I'm glad you feel the same way I do. Our, our Speed Week's coverage, like I said, is is wildly robust, and it's extensive and really complex. So we're really going to kind of get into that in the next part of the video cast here. I wanted to explain it all, but let's start with the easy part of our coverage. 
Lucas Oil, you can see all of that live, Kane. Every single night of Lucas Oil, you can watch live right here on Flow Racing. If you're watching this on Dirt on Dirt, remember your subscription gets you access to Flow Racing. Golden Isles, uh, Golden Isles 1.0, Derek, and 2.0 for that matter. <laughs> but Golden Isles 1.0, uh, actually, we don't have the new Ocala logo up here. They're going to debut that here in a few weeks. It's no longer Bubba Raceway Park, Derek. It's the new and approved Ocala Speedway, which we're going to talk about. I'm going to mention in my Rigsby report. Uh, Alltech, of course, Wendell's place down there, the big half mile at Alltech. And Derek, the final six Winter Nationals races of all time at East Bay Raceway Park, every lap of every Lucas race to the best of our coverage ability live on Flow Racing. Uh, how would you describe the last five years when they made the announcement that uh, we're going to in East Bay Speed Weeks, we're going to sell the track to the company next door. Yeah. It's kind of went pretty quick. And then, like we were talking about earlier, just like how 2020 was only four years ago, it feels like only two. It, it, just how much, just how time is. But I feel like it's just sped up a whole bunch here in the last They made that announcement years. in the fall. They said, hey, we're going to have five. Actually, can't throw that back up real quick because I want to bring something up on Bubba before we go. Uh, bring something up on East Bay. Uh, ben Shelton and I do race day for East Bay. And I remember vividly standing on top of turn two and going, there are only 30 races. Races left, right? Because there's five years times six, 30 winter national races. Derek, we're down to six somehow. I wanted to mention Bubba's got the logo that's changing. I love Derek. We're going to show it later. The o, the o for Ocala Speedway is the is the avocado-shaped O of the racetrack, which I thought was uh, very brilliant. So every single Lucas Oil race live, don't forget that. And technically, we put Derek through February 24th, Gold Niles 2.0. Not Speed Weeks, according can to us, though. It's after Daytona. Really right? quick, though, can we just give a round of applause right now to uh, Billy Moyer? who will end up being the all-time all wins leader at East Bay. Yep. The active driver is Sheppy with nine, so he, he's not gonna he, catch he him. can't catch him. So congrats <laughs> to Billy Moyer. That record is going to stay in the test of time. So we know we've got all the Lucas Oil races live on Flow Racing. Now for the more nuanced stuff. And if you've never joined us before, I wanted you guys to know all this. Here's what we're going to have each night from our coverage, whether it's Lucas Oil or Volusia World of Outlaws or anything else down there. This is what we've got for our more nuanced stuff. Of course, Derek, our very famous race day report and the Speed Weeks Minute that you and I will handle over the course of a couple weeks. You know, this is your Speed Weeks Minute for Tuesday, February 7th, right? We'll have that every night. Heat race and feature highlights we'll have every night. Derek, we're only going to do the top five this year. We have done the top 10 for the last several years. There's so much more coverage that we're embarking on, and we've kind of found those guys in 6th or 10th don't always want to talk to us. So we're only going to do the top five this year. I think fans will be okay with They'll that. They'll be though. fine. We're also going to do uh, like more interviews and like quick uploads yep. of like stuff that happens during the middle of the event. Yep. Just kind of like quick and reaction. And, uh, There'll be as things. much content. Just yes, no, yeah. plenty of content there. Unless there's like brawl like with 7th or 8th. I guarantee <laughs> you we'll get it. So don't worry, everybody. Don't uh, worry. And we have even more. Of course, our very famous drive home that uh, we started about four years ago where we take my cell phone, flip it around, and record us driving home from the racetrack. Easily, Derek, I get asked about the drive home more than any other segment we do. That will be live on the Dirt on Dirt Facebook page every night. About a half hour after the race is over, tune in, drive home. Me, Ben, Derek, Tyler Rinkin, Kevin Kovac. Who knows who pops into the van every night? Slot. I still think we lost uh, our big-time sponsorship with Wawa. We could have easily <laughs> just dived into them and said, look at this. We're here every single night. But, yeah, it's so fun. Uh, it's a little bit more raw than what you see on maybe the race day report or summer night or speed weeks minute. And we've got the, the, we do have a sponsorship. The Nippy 50, Jeff Hoker's Nippy right, 50 perfect. will be sponsoring us I this like year it. for the drive home. Ben Shelton does his free flow segments, these off-the-cuff interviews, but I love Crew Diary returns again. Everybody's asking, with who? B-Shep and Randall, the original crew guy. Randall Edwards returns. B-Shep and Randall, who are running every single 
Speed Weeks race will be the Crew Dyer this year. Derek, one lap, one beer. What tracks are we doing it at? Golden Isles. We have yet to do it there, so hopefully we can get that uh, okay. put in there. We're going to do several at East Bay as well. Okay, I mean, Golden you got to do it there. Yeah, you have to, right? And, uh, of course, updates, feature stories, editorials, and so much more. That is not only from the Lucas Oil races. We will be at Volusia for all six nights of the Dirt Car Nationals and do it there as well. Of course, you want to watch live Volusia video, you do it on Dirt Vision. Our great friends Brian Dunlap and Cade Sharp and those guys over at Dirt Vision, check it out there. Swaf, uh, that is a lot of coverage. Are you? It's year seventeen for me. Year what for you at Speed Weeks now? Uh, Twenty thirteen, so year eleven, 11. or twelve. Oh, so man. yeah, I remember the first time we went down there. Me and you drove three days before Scraven started to Volusia. Uh, me, you, and Brian Dunlap and Jay Williams. Yep. Yep. Took us three hours to unclog the hole, the county <laughs> went hole. So we put that underneath, and we did it live <laughs> that year. But then we drove back up to Screven. And uh, I think that same year we're going to use this tweet of just what's, how much Speed Weeks has changed. Yeah, I want to start with a few graphics before we <laughs> welcome Ben Shelton on. Uh, Derek sent this tweet out, I think it was last week or the week before. Suave, so talk us through this tweet a little bit, just to compare when you started Speed Weeks until now, just the vast difference of these two things. So it's kind of like switched. Uh, 2013 was my first Speed Weeks. I checked it out. It started on February 8th at Screven. And it ended at February 22nd of Volusia. So I think we had Screven. Sunday at Bubba's, uh, and then we had the six nights at East Bay, and then six nights at Volusia ended out. Now you can see if you wanted to count, <laughs> I counted Volusia 1.0. I guess you should you should be right, but you don't count Gold Miles. Miles too, so right, really, right. it could be February 24th. But in 2013, I also looked it up. I left to go to Arizona January 1st and didn't come back until January 22nd because we had two weeks down there. Oh, so geez, like it's kind of right. like reverse, like. I was long. I was down longer in Arizona than I was in Florida. But now this week, Florida smokes it all, and I think like Mark Richards has probably spent three years down his few <laughs> oh, weeks yeah, of his entire life. He's up to life. four years yeah, now. I think, so right? it's, a, it's just crazy how much has changed. But obviously, streaming and other things has made Florida the place to be in Georgia during the month of January I, and February. I pulled this from our. If you've never checked out the history section on the Dirt on Dirt website, please go to history top right hand corner. The Georgia-Florida Speed Weeks history section. Last thing before we get to Ben, look at this as well. This is 1978, Derek, the first year that East Bay and Volusia ran. Bo both tracks were happening, quote-unquote, during Speed Weeks. Started on February 10th, Derek. Look where it ends. February 18th, eight days. It was eight days. You, you look at this. You got uh, Phoenix City in there. East Alabama was running races. John Berg, Wayne Ezel, Doug Kenimer. Doug Kenimer, I definitely know that name. Hayward I, I, Ply Plyler, I think that is. It's uh, my, my eyesight's going bad. Leon Archer, I definitely know that name as well. But Derek, February 10th through February 18th, Volusia and East Bay, the first time they kind of ran together at the same time or appeared in the same speed weeks. 1978, Suave. February 12th at Lake City is my favorite winner. February 12th. It uh, says, winner unavailable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Listen, the record-keeping was not as good back then. Do you right? think Sammy so, Driggers was running the records then back uh, then? Uh, Sammy was, listen, Sammy, you know, had the home in Florida, family down there. So, yeah, probably. Uh, come on, Sam. It was IMCA, though, so maybe he wasn't with them. But that that is funny and just like, but still pretty good history uh, that you can go check out. There's so many years and great stuff. That Todd Turner and the gang worked so hard on. I want to hit a bunch of notes uh, before we got to Ben Shelton. I, I think this is as anticipated, in my opinion, of a Speed Weeks as we've had in a very long time. So let's get this video cast officially started with our own Ben Shelton joining us now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline off the top. Uh, ben, I, I want to bring you in and ask you this first, because I'm not sure you have the same opinion as me. I say most anticipated Speed Weeks, not forever, but in a long time. Am I right about that? Is this the most anticipated Speed Weeks in a long time? 
Uh, being fully transparent, I wouldn't say super anticipated just because we live in a world of nonstop, of a non-existent offseason. So you lose a little of that anticipation we used to have when there was like a two-month break in between racing seasons. With that said, it is a new year, and all the touring guys are starting from ground zero with a fresh lease on life, if you will. So there's definitely a degree of anticipation to hit the ground running, just maybe not a super anticipation. Derek, I love this before I get to my next question. I feel like the Turbo Bike Hop video was the perfect video to start <laughs> that clip out, by the I way. Because you know we have a month coming in. You got to get your mojo and fired yes. up. Let's watch Turbo do a wheelie there. In I, front I don't of know everybody. what it was. Something about that made me very happy when I saw it. Benji, we've all settled into the idea that Speed Weeks is, is this long now, right? We're not going to do – I'm done doing the, is this too much racing conversation? That ship has sailed. We're all well beyond that. So knowing now that this is a 24, 26, 28 race grind, depending on your count, Volusia, Gold Miles 2.0, all that, and all the January and February races down in Georgia and Florida, I want to know kind of how you personally approach it. Um, not just for yourself personally, but you know, but you really kind of have to segment this off and attack it week by week, day by day. I, I would love your perspective on that. Of How do you get through this leaving home for so long? How do you approach it coverage-wise and personal-wise, buddy? Well, the old-school Summer Nationals guys always make fun of us when we talk about coping with the challenge that Speed Weeks is. <laughs> but it is a challenge to me, so I guess I'm just soft. Um, you know, I used to start this deal immediately looking ahead to the final race night out of the gate. And, man, that mindset was torturous, to say the least. <laughs> so, you know, these days I literally take it day by day and I focus on the next 24 hours. I mean, yeah, my travel and logistics are all, you know, my lodging, that's all laid out for the duration of speed weeks. But from an approach standpoint, I stay focused on what's right in front of me. And I update and fine-tune my announcing notes for, for the following day at the end of the previous night's events and identify newly learned storylines. I keep it as a work in progress at all times. And it sounds crazy, but, you know, that approach for me has made the nearly four-week saga go by much faster than it seemingly used to. And I like to think it's also resulted in me providing better and more detailed info for the fans. He's better, Derek. He's gotten better. Oh, he's right? been – he's great. That's what I was going to say. That's what keeps me going, too. Ben, do you feel like, you know, Ryan Gustin wins on Monday night, he gets to own it for 24 hours. Do you kind of agree with me that that's what makes, you know, Speed Week's a little bit romantic in that way is that you get these new winners, they get to own that 24-hour period, and then you're like, damn, Ryan Gustin won two weeks ago? We're only on week three of this thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, like, maybe we got to East Bay or something last year and Overton was having some struggles and some bad luck, and I remember we get him to drive home and – Rigsby's like, man, Overton just has not had a good speed week. And so I was like, Michael, he won two of the first three events at Golden Isles. And he was like, oh, my God, are you right? So, yeah, I mean, it can get away from you because it is Groundhog Day. You know, if you don't get a rain out or something crazy doesn't happen, it's 20-something days in a row that you just go at it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was planning this out uh, yesterday, and I had to look again at the way the schedule flows because I wasn't totally sure which days I was supposed to be where this year. I don't think I probably had that wrong. I think he's that's an erroneous claim. Actually, it's, he's dead on. I, I actually remember doing it and being like, yeah, it was two weeks ago. That doesn't count. That's a different speed week. So, uh, Ben, we've come off the Wild West shootout already, another successful Wild West shootout, six races out there. We've had two nights at Volusia, in which the racetrack was great. Um, that'll help us inform us, or how, I guess – how will that help inform us on what we're going to see as we kind of start here at Gold Miles this week? What do you take from those two things and say, okay, now that Speed Weeks is officially kicking off, I'm going to use that information for this? Well, I know that people are going to go, well, he didn't win either night at, at Volusia 1.0, but I'm still going to say from the Wild West shootout, my biggest takeaway is the racers better be thankful that Bobby's only planning to run the World of Outlaws 
portions of speed weeks. We've seen guys have red hot years and then start the next year, not able to pick up where they left off the previous season. If anything, I think Bobby actually gained steam in the off season. We've only seen the first few races of the year for him, but man, he's won four races and it seems like he's on pace to eclipse what he did in 2023, which, oh, by the way, if you're under a rock was obviously a huge year for him with 34 wins and three national titles. Are you excited for the kind of high temperatures for uh, Golden Isles this week? I think last year or two years ago, <laughs> we had to start in the middle of the day because it was going to be so cold. Uh, I'm glad he can stay warm there, and hopefully, you know, the R word stays away. But just decently nice weather to start off speed week. So 70, I think 70 yeah, degrees. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. a good plus for us to get the, the ball rolling, I think, Ben. I mean, I, I would argue that that's the average temperature. That's probably 80 to 90% doubled over what it normally is because Golden <laughs> Isles is, it just seems to be cursed a lot of years with temperatures. So, yeah, the temperatures look great. And, man, it's been cold in the south, guys. It uh, it snowed last Monday before I got home from the Wild West shootout. And schools are still closed a week later today. They're supposed <laughs> to reopen tomorrow. But it's been down in the single digits, negative degree wind chills. It's been the way for a lot of the south. So I think people are going to really be chomping at the bit to get down there with some warm weather. And as you said, hopefully the R word finds somewhere else to go play. What is the most interesting things about this particular Speed Weeks that maybe people aren't talking about, Ben? You know, hey, Bobby's going to be good. Ricky's getting nah, – not that stuff. What's some other stuff that's interesting people aren't discussing? Yeah, I think I feel like a couple of years ago and even sooner, the hot topic was the death of the national tours and that it was imminent with the rise of mega paying races outside of the sanctions. Good call. But here we are starting a new year. And I feel like both Outlaws and Lucas Oil have plenty of juice. I mean, both tours have got a nice mix of veteran and rising star talent. And sometimes guys leave speed weeks not planning to run a tour, and they do. So I'm excited to have a season pl plays out for both series. And then also, I think you guys are working on some stuff on this, but I do want to touch on it, on what's happening in Ocala, Florida. I mean, the track has seen its name change from Bubba Raceway Park back to Ocala Speedway, which it's a name it previously operated under. And as they prepare for their 76th season, which also makes them the oldest continually operating track in the state of Florida, they made a lot of improvements to that facility, including reshaping the surface and more. Lots of potential with the track located in the horse capital of the world. And I'm excited to see people doubling down and investing in themselves like they're doing in Ocala. Give me your superstars that you think are going to perform well, and then I want a few non-superstars to steal a page from the Castro Flow Racing Night in America book. Uh, there's always guys to me from that guys making it. There's always the Eldora guys, right? Wow, he showed out at Eldora, and now I know who he is. That kind of happens at Speed Weeks every year. I think Dalton Wilson's kind of fit that category the last couple of years. Who are your studs who are going to perform well? Who are your non-studs who are going to perform well? Well, I think you guys have touched on a little bit of mine, but I'll rehash it. You know, until proven otherwise, I'm not betting against Ricky Thornton Jr. and Bobby Pierce, and I really don't think anybody else is either if they like their money and they're betting with it. You know, last year, Hudson O'Neill, uh, he struggled mightily to start speed weeks, and then he ended things with a historic 23rd to first run uh, to win the finale at Volusia. Now he's already got one win at Volusia to start the year, and I think he's going to be a frequent flyer to victory lane during speed weeks. And then I think you're also going to see a much start, faster start to the years for guys like Tim McCready and Brandon Shepard. All those guys ended 2023 with a lot of speed. I think it's going to carry over. And then last but not least, and what I would consider my perennial stars right now as you look into this, is Devin Moran. He Last year at Volusia, he won two. He comes back this year, he wins one of them. But after he won last year, he didn't really have a great speed weeks with Double Down Motorsports, and they got it kind of buried in points. I think this year is different for that team, and I, I'm going to say at least two more wins at speed weeks for that team before it all draws to a close. Uh, on the rising star front, surprise winner front, whatever you want to call it, man, I really think Dalton Wilson's going to bust through with his first national touring win during speed weeks. I just I, I think he's on the cusp of it. I think it happens. 
And I don't necessarily think he's going to contend for a win quite yet, but I think Garrett Alberson showed a lot of speed and confidence at the Wild West shootout. And after a really tough year for that team in 2023, I think that's what they needed to start the year. And I think he's going to work. I think he's going to be in some of those top five interviews. Uh, some other guys, just I think they're going to make memorable moments during speed weeks, include names like Nick Hoffman, Cody Overton, uh, Drake Troutman, Ryan Gustin, uh, Max McLaughlin. There's a lot of fresh and fun new faces at speed weeks. And as you said, Michael, there's just kind of a history of sometimes those guys make a name for themselves before it's all said and done. Ben, you're talking about the superstars and the guys that maybe – uh, the underdogs that could get a win here. But my question is to you, what a, what are you thinking about guys driving what series? Because in the past, you had to make the decision right away. This year and last year and the last couple of years, you really haven't. Does that put pressure on the teams? Does it put pressure on the you know series directors? Does it put pressure on you trying to figure out where they're going to run? <laughs> Who's to put the pressure on the most for that? All of the above, Derek. Um, I'm going to say the series directors the most because – you see these announcements come out. This driver's running this. And then we saw last year, Kyle Bronson was a million percent on board with Lucas. And then he had a really great start to the year with the Outlaws and not so great with Lucas. He stuck with the Outlaws. I mean, it can happen with that many races and them not on top of each other. And ironically, I think the first way, the first races after Speed Weeks, they are on top of each other in March, which, come on, guys, let's get on different weekends. Each national tour runs one weekend in March. It's the same one right now. Um, but, yeah, so I think it does. And But I also think it makes it interesting, and that's the beauty of it Speed Weeks, you know, is because we're on the drive home. That's where we do the little breaking news. Derek does his little doo-doo-doo-doo. Thing, you know, and and we're like, guess who said they might be switching tours? And then that's where we lay it out, and that's what Speed Weeks does. Kevin Kovac is known for being the notes master. I got a sneak peek at some of these notes, but I, Kovac may be supplanted, Derek, by Ben's hall. I saw of that. Notes. I'm like, what ones do I make B roll for? So hall of notes that he's about to bring in. So uh, Kovac, get ready for this, Ben. Without further ado, I want you to empty your Speed Weeks notebook here. Well, and I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't give you the best stuff, Michael, because you have a tendency of stealing stuff from me, oh, using it as your own. So no, um, a lot of good stuff, really fired up for Speed Weeks, really excited for our coverage. So yeah, uh, first and foremost, six Speed Weeks events left at East Bay. That's the paramount storyline throughout this year's Speed Weeks events for me. And so heading into the home stretch for the Clay by the Bay, let's look at some stats. In 47 years of Veland Winter Nationals action, there have been exactly 200 events with 67 different winners at East Bay. Billy Moyer, as Derek said earlier, the all-time leader with 27 wins, which is almost double over second with 15 wins, and that's Don O'Neill. Uh, among active drivers at East Bay, Brandon Shepard is fourth all-time with nine. Now, in Lucas Oil Late Motor Dirt Series sanctioned action at East Bay, there's been 36 different winners in 110 Speed Weeks events spanning 19 years with Billy Moyer again on top with 12 wins. And let's not forget back in 2020 when we had the reopen after COVID, during COVID, whatever you want to call it, Brandon Overton won twice and Jonathan Davenport picked up a win as well. That's not included in those 110 Lucas Oil Late Motor Dirt Series Speed Week events. Um, I think a lot of people were shocked when Earl Pearson Jr. dropped the bomb on social media earlier this week that he's not only going to be back with a new team with Jason Rowan, but they're going to run the Lucas Oil Late Motor Dirt Series. And I, I love that, man. It's hard to imagine that series without Earl, and I'm excited to know he's going to be back out there. Um, I think a lot of people might not realize this, but as of now, Bobby Pierce is only going to compete in the Volusia World of Outlaws Late Model Series events. And in between them, he's actually going to bounce down to New Zealand for a couple of Super Saloon events. Um, some things to watch. We talked about it. Who's going to underperform? Who's going to overperform? I think every year we know who the favorites are going in, but then Speed Weeks has a way of showing us that we're all wrong and we don't know what we're talking about. 
Uh, we talked about the Crew Diaries this year. Brandon Shepard starting his pursuit of an unprecedented fifth World of Outlaws title in his new ride as the Longhorn factory driver. And he's got Randall Edwards back with him. Those guys have been really good together. They uh, kind of got things ironed out late in the year last year with Randall rejoining the team. We'll see what they can do. Uh, speaking of the crew chief changes, Tim Douglas, he was with Dylan McCallum last year and obviously before that with Papich Racing and Earl Pearson Jr. They went straight out of the gate at the Iron Bowl with Ryan Gustin as the driver for the Todd Cooney Racing entry. I'm excited to see what Ryan can do throughout Speed Weeks. He got his first ever Lucas Oil win down at East Bay last year. Uh, then you talk about Tim McCready and Paylor Motorsports. They made some late season changes inside of that program. And man, I thought Timmy really looked good those last couple of months. Does that transi transition to more Speed Weeks wins this year? I think it could. He won two last year. Those both came at Volusia. You know Timmy's always going to be good at Volusia. If he goes back to victory lane at East Bay, I think that's going to be telling. And lastly, Jonathan Davenport, he told me January 2nd, he texted me about something else. And I said, what's the plan for this year? He said, I'm just going to run the first Golden Isles. And then literally, I'm going to decide day by day on what I'm going to do with no touring commitment. However, he's now got all the Lucas Oil Lake Motor Dirt Series Speed Weeks events on his schedule through the end of February, including Golden Isles 2.0. I just got this feeling, guys, he's going to make a run at a fourth Lucas Oil title. Ben, excellent stuff. He's officially supplanted Kovac. Kovac's out. Kovac's no longer Kovac the master. Kovac has other things. To He's, worry on about right now. He's on a lion. He's on a lion right now. So. Uh, bonus question, Ben. I'm gonna give uh, give you the racetrack. Tell me one thing you love about each racetrack. Uh, Golden Isles first. What do you love about Golden Isles? The feeling you get when you pull in the parking lot and you see the palm trees. For me, <laughs> that invokes the reality that Speed Weeks has officially started. Uh, Ocala. It's the biggest wild card of all speed weeks, and it always presents the opportunity for the most chaos of anywhere we go. I agree. It's always like you never know if the race is going to be any good there, and then wait a minute, there's a last lap pass. That happens in Ocala like every year, it feels like. All tech, all tech next. The pit area. I know it seems um, basic, and yeah, we're only doing the top five this year, not the top ten, but in a world where you got to hustle to get interviews for guys to get the hell out of Dodge, especially the last night, I love the layout of that pit area. It's one big rectangle. And it just, it's got kind of a festive feel to it. I would totally agree. Unless you've, Derek, unless you've been in that pit area, it's hard to describe why it's so awesome. The Alltech pits are the best in dirt late model racing. East Bay, of course, Ben East Bay. The history. I mean, when you pull into that place, you see the red and white striped backstretch wall. Rigsby, I hope part of that wall is actually going to go in your office when this is all said and done. Man, it just gives you butterflies. There'll never be another East Bay, and the history is everything. When you see me with a chisel and a hammer uh, on the final night, please don't tell Alvarnador. <laughs> uh, finally, Volusia. The facility, the facility as a whole, what World Racing Group has built there, it's spectacular. And I mean, it's great to put a bow on Speed Weeks there each year. I know we've got Golden Isles 2.0, but for me, I feel like leading into the Daytona 500, that's when Speed Weeks ends this year. And Volusia, it's the beautiful facility, the Gator Pond, the ice cream, the new stands, the track. Uh, it's, it's the total package. Quick vote, Derek, is Volusia 1.0 Speed Weeks or no? Yes, for me it is. Ben, yes or no? No. No, so it's Gold Miles through Volusia 2.0. Gold Miles 1.0 through Volusia 2.0 is Speed Weeks. Is that right? I, I, I'm going, I, yeah, I, Golden Isles 1.0, 2.0. Before is, is like pre-training for is, is Speed Week spring training down there. You either go to the Wild West Shootout and, or, or you go to Volusia. And then Golden Isles now, it's kind of, uh, hey, man, we, we struggled at Speed Weeks. We got to leave from down here with some momentum in our corner. Last One last chance for the meat of the season starts. All right, I appreciate it, buddy. Ben Shelton will be the pit reporter for all Lucas Oil races during Speed Week. So he'll also be on the drive home. Each and every night with us, he'll have our free flow segments, and he will be a staple of our coverage for four weeks straight. Benji, thank you. We will see you Thursday at Gold Miles. First commercial break on tap. Brandon Shepard joins us on the other side. You're watching our Speed Weeks 
video cast preview on Flow Racing and Dirt on Dirt back after this. to win with Buzzy Racing. With over 40 years of experience in motorsports and countless victories, Buzzy Racing provides teams with superior drivetrain sales and service. Whether you need assistance with transmissions, gears, axles, brakes, steering, drive shafts, or differentials, we have you covered. Family owned and operated, Buzzy Racing is dedicated to our customers on track success. What are you waiting for? Visit us at buzzyracing.com to learn more. In the market for custom race shirts, struggling with who to call? Look no further. Impact Race Gear's team of top-notch artists and next-level printing make it easy to see that Impact Race Gear has the right combination for simply awesome race shirts. We provide shirts and merchandise for the entire motorsports industry, from late models to sprint cars to modifieds, dirt or asphalt. Just take a look at the top drivers and teams that trust Impact. And it doesn't take long to understand why Impact Race Gear is the easy choice. Be sure that your fans, sponsors, and supporters get the products they deserve. When you need the best, it's got to be Impact Race Gear. Give us a call, 877-743-8337, or visit impactracegear.com to get started on your Simply Awesome race shirts. Established in 1983, FK Rod Ends has been the industry leader for both midget and micro racing. Family-owned and operated, we take pride in our products and our name because we know you value yours. Visit our website, www.fkrodends.com, to find out how you can join our winning team. FK Rodens. To beat the best, you gotta use the best. Ladies and gentlemen, to Are you the kidding me? Super Bowl of Racing, and Kyle Larson comes back out on the racetrack, full speed, and just slam the wall down in turns three and four. What about a Gold Niles for your winner, Kyle Larson? I don't know, the last time I, I saw a wrecker in victory lane, he's <laughs> gonna have to have a put. Ben, did you see what, I mean, we had a full shot of it on the drone, unbelievable. Well, for the folks watching at home, we're gonna show you what happened as Larson came back out on the track, and there it is. Hey, he and guys. turns three and four, Ben, we're watching the replay right now. Larson goes around and just plows the wall after the race, after he passed through Tech and passed the Droop. Ben? Well, here's the thing. Uh, he did go through Tech. He's. I don't think they've done the Droop check yet. I just got word down here. They may have to do the Droop check, so he may have to be towed to the Droop check. Suave, <laughs> you always love to give Kyle Larson crap about his late model efforts, but I did very much enjoy you blasting him last year after he won the race and then crashed coming to victory lane. You don't see that very often, Derek. Apparently, even the greatest race car driver in the world, Suave, can have issues. Uh, coming to victory lane, he uh, crashes the car. Conspiracy line. theory. He did it for the droop check. So <laughs> that's a guaranteed bona fide fact. No, that was uh, kind of a bonehead move by him. But, hey, he's got to be humbled a little bit sometimes. Yeah, every once in a while. He is the greatest so. race car driver in, like, the last 40 okay, years. So every I once in a while, these things happen. It's our okay. guest coming up is. Uh, so okay, nice. right, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, 
Speed Weeks, like I said, is always full of storylines and numbers. Normally, it's Todd Turner who handles these, but Todd is out right now, so our very own Kevin Kovac and Aaron Clay took a stab. Let's get a little bit of Speed Weeks tidbits, Kane, if you could. Uh, there's been 678 Speed Weeks. Derek, how about that? 678 Speed Weeks super late model Hit features. The 700. Since 1971, we will push over the 700 mark this year. Um, for Speed Weeks events were held 1974, first Speed Weeks events in 1974, 1975, 76, 2022, Derek, was the busiest ever with, how many is that? Is it say 24, which we've got a chance uh, to pass this year, especially if you count those Southern All-Stars races at Screven, we would definitely creep over that, which is, which is cool. Speed Months, this year Speed Weeks has a potential 26 events across six tracks from January 18th through February 17th. Checkered flags, Derek, a total of 166 drivers have at least one Speed Weeks victory. Billy Moyer leads all 62 second. Bloomquist is half as many, Suave, 62 to 30. What do you make of that? That's not even close. Like, we had this debate on corn take. Who's the GOAT? Billy Moyer. Florida Speed Weeks should have just as much to say as the other crown jewels, in my opinion. Maybe the World 100 and Dream, but other than that, That is a good point. The studs are all there, right? 19 different series and organizations have sanctioned Speed Weeks events. It's probably more than I thought. Josh Richards holds the single Speed Weeks victory record with seven in 2016. We would have covered, and especially me, covered all of those. And I love the hierarchy. The five all-time winningest Speed Weeks drivers, Moyer, Bloomer, Richards, O'Neill, and Francis, by the way, Derek. Only, really, Moyer and Bloomquist still racing in that group have been the same since Richards entered that group in 2016. Our guest, who's coming up shortly, Brandon Shepard, can break into that top five category of all-time Speed Weeks wins if he just gets two this year. Does he get two this year? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's year two in a new ch- – or the not even a new chassis anymore. Year two of Longhorn. Yep. He's got some good resources. He looked fast at Volusia uh, for the most part. I think I think he gets it done. Uh, Golden Isles, he's yet to conquer that track yet for a win. But yep. the rest of them, he's pretty solid at. When we tackle Derek, who to have on for our Speed Weeks preview, we're always looking for somebody who's going to run a lot of the races. And in total, I think there's somewhere between eight and ten drivers who are going to run all of Speed Weeks, all the way Volusia 1.0, all the way through Volusia 2.0. Some of them going on to Golden Isles 2.0 will do 20-plus races in the course of a month. So I wanted to pick one of those guys. And then when we honed in on the fact that that Brandon Shepard was going to do all of them and be our crew diary guy, I said, we got to have Sheppy on. Sheppy's our preview driver. We join, uh, welcome Brandon Shepard now, I should say, on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. And I like to call him D. Suave's official stepbrother, Brandon Shepard. I mean, that Shep, is Shep, are you okay legit. with that description? Uh, Derek Kessinger's stepbrother. Is that okay with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Suave or uh, Sheppy, I should say. It's your, you're related. I about messed that up. Minute, I'd love a good answer on this. How do you prepare for this month, and how do you compare it? You've done the Hell Tour before, right? You've run the Summer Nationals. Sheppy, how do you prepare to go run 20-plus nights in a month? H- how do you handle it? Oh, man, it's uh, it's a grind for sure. You know, the, the mental side of it is, you know, we've – me and all my guys have been doing it long enough that that part of it doesn't really phase us anymore at this point. Um, but really, it's just about being prepared when you leave the house. Um, just having all the bodies you need, all the parts you need. You know, you don't want to have to borrow something from somebody, and you want to have extras for, you know, you got to have extras for 
I mean, bad things could happen three nights in a row, and next thing you know, you're out of body panels and out of suspension parts and all that. So you just got to be overly prepared, more prepared than you are at any point, any other point in the year. And then on top of that, you know, if you're running for a national series like we are, it's it's very important to leave speed weeks on a good term. So, um, you know, we just have to be fully prepared to the fullest extent. And, you know, <laughs> I'm sure all of us racers will say the same thing. You're, you're never really fully prepared until you leave the house. You know, you it doesn't matter how long you work on your race car, how long you work on your trailer, all that stuff. There's always more to be to be done or that needs to be done and uh you just at some point you just load up and leave and figure out what you're missing and and what you didn't bring enough of while you're on your way sheppy this stat i just pulled up you have 26 summer national victories and 20 speed weeks victories i thought it'd be like way more yeah. like a difference there like that just shows how good you are at speed weeks i feel like you're only 26 in a place you grew up a lot obviously been on the national scene but only be six apart i, I don't know i thought that was kind of a crazy stat maybe Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, that is crazy, man. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we, my summer nationals career kind of came and went very early in my right. career. So, um, you know, it wasn't until after I stopped running summer nationals that I started running good at speed week. So, um, you know, I'd say that's part of it and just kind of where I'm at in my career now. We don't, we don't have, there's so many big races out there that it's hard to make it to more than a handful of summer national races if that so Shep you've raced for the Rocket House car team you ran you know you raced for your own team last year again and, and early in your career now you kind of enter into this Longhorn house car situation a little different than most house car rides I want you to tell me Sheppy what makes you most excited and I want an honest answer here when you evaluate the situation you're about to be in with Steve Arpin and that Longhorn house car team I want to know what excites you the most um you know, a lot of it is my team. Um, you know, obviously, Steve Arpin is a very, I don't know how to say it. He's very motivated. He's very outgoing. He's very uh, happy. I mean, he's just a good guy. So, um, you know, him and between him and Randall and Kevin and, and, all the guys at Longhorn that are fired up and ready to get this year going. I think we're all just feeding off of each other. And that's the, that's the most exciting part for me is to have, um, to have people that are just really excited to go to the track and go racing and be, be a part of something like we got going right now. And, um, obviously we've, we've started off the year pretty good on a good note. Um, you know, could have, would have, should have, uh, won the first night there, you know, Devin was really good. There's a lot of tough cars there, and it, it, we showed some speed the whole the first two nights. So, um, you know, to, to come out with two solid runs uh, compared to last year is a 180 degrees different than where we were last year. And I'm feeling good about the cars. I'm confident in everything. The motors we have are awesome. Uh, Scott Riggs and and the whole Riggs family, and, and then, of course, Steve and, and all the guys at Longhorn and Bill Steen, and uh, they give us everything we need. So uh, the whole team is just really excited, and, you know, that, that gets me excited to, to see them motivated and wanting to go as bad as me. So um, I'm just pumped up all around to get back to the track and, 
you know, the past six months, I've really been having a lot of fun racing again. And, and that's what it's all about to me is I, I need to be able to, you know, to enjoy myself. And I'm not saying go party and all that. I'm just saying overall be happy with, you know, you have to, you have to have good spirits and good attitude if you're going to be away from home that long, especially when you got a wife and three kids that are, that don't get to go with you all the time. But, um, you know, overall, we're all feeding off of each other's excitement, and we're just we're all pumped up and ready to go. You get that dirt track win, then you get the Gateway Dirt Nationals win. You have a great uh, start to Speed Weeks at Volusia, a lot better, like you mentioned, than the previous season. Just how much is your how, like how big a chip on shoulder do you have right now uh, going into the rest of Speed Weeks and the rest of 2023? I think I think you have something to prove a little bit more going into this season than maybe last. I think so, man. It's, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm more driven than I've ever been right now. And I'm just, uh, excited to, to be racing and to, to go test. I'm, I'm excited to go test again. I'm excited to, uh, just be at the racetrack and, and the people that we have involved with our team right now, it just, it makes it that way. So, um, you know, it's somebody on Dirt on Dirt, I've seen uh, they were writing something, I don't know, it was a month ago or so, and and I forget exactly what it said, but um, they said that something about me being leveled off, I guess, so uh, I'm hoping to prove that guy wrong. So That was not me, by the way. It was Derek. I'll fire him. I'll that's, fire him that's immediately. That's a fact. <laughs> Hey, Volusia, we talked about Volusia a little bit. We've been showing clips. Volusia different but good, I thought. It's, you know, it used to be, I think Hoffman tweeted this, that same black dirt you and I grew up around, Sheppy in Illinois. I know it kind of rubbered there the second night before they reworked it for the feature. The first night's feature was incredible. T talk to me about Volusia 1.0. You got a second and a fifth a little bit, but mainly the racetrack just looks a lot different than Volusia used to to me. It is way different, man. It's very sandy. Um, the first night, compared to the second night i think the first night had a little bit more character in it and it stayed blowing crumbs and blowing sand dust whatever you want to call it um a little bit more than what the second night did and i think that's why the first night it never rubbered up it just started off more wet and it had some character to it and the track wasn't very smooth and and that made it really good i hope it's like that all week because that track was phenomenal for the feature um friday night saturday the track was just really smooth and there wasn't a ripple in it. Um, and I think that allowed, you know, all the 150 late models that we had there to, to clear off the track enough to, to make it rubber quickly. So, um, you know, we got different classes of cars with us next time we go back. So that's going to change it. And, uh, Rob, the guy that prepares the track, he was telling me some things that he was going to do. So, who knows what we'll have next time we go back, but I was actually uh, really happy with the way that the track was this time. You attended the final three nights of the Wild West shootout. You got a, a firsthand look at Bobby Pierce right now on the heels of, you know, he had that incredible year last year. And, I, you know, I obviously think, you know, Shep, you're the other kind of Illinois stud, right? I mean, there's a lot of great drivers from Illinois. I don't want to discount Brian Shirley or Dennis Herb Jr. or any of those guys, but I think you two right now are the cream of the Illinois crop. Uh, you know, what, you got a first-hand look at him last year, and now to start the Wild West shootout, he probably should have won five out of the six. Do you sit yeah. back a little bit and, and say, Shep, and I would like an honest answer, like, 
damn, this guy's fast. Like 32 is yeah. really good right now. And does that motivate you a little bit, right? You're both young guys. You're both from Illinois. I'd like to be as fast as he is right now. I want you to take me through that a little bit. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, at the end of the day, um, there's a few of us drivers that have been in the position that him and, and Ricky are in right now where they're just really good. Um, you know, no matter where they unload or no matter what they do, they're just really good. So, um, you know, for me, you know, I feel like we've been, you know, when I drove for, for Mark and how the rocket house car, I was close to the same situation where we were, you know, we'd unload everywhere we went in the country and we were just good. So, uh, for me, it's just, it drives me to get to work and to go test and to strive to be better. You know, the, them guys have uh, done a really good job and, and they had a heck of a year last year, but, um, you know, obviously that that just makes me want to work harder and try to make my car faster and um, try to put the right people in place to make the best team I can to make a run for them. I'm going to do the same thing with you that I did with Ben um, and just leave Kane, leave Sheppy up on the screen the entire time here. I'm going to give you the track. Tell me something you love about it. Doesn't need to be a long answer. doesn't even have to be about the racetrack itself. Just say something you love about the place. Uh, Gold Miles, Shep, I'm going to start there. What do you love about Gold Miles? Uh, Gold Niles is, you know, one thing that I love about Gold Niles is that I have never won there. And that is really driving me to want to be better. I've been so close there a few times. Um, and it's always been a place that I've ran pretty good at, but haven't got that win that we've been looking for there. So, um, I guess maybe that's one thing that I like about it is it's motivated. It all yeah. drives me to want to go back and try again. So. Ocala. Ocala is unique. That's about the best thing I can say about it. It's unique, and and I think I got my first Speed Weeks victory at Ocala. That's right. Uh, Alltech. Alltech is it's unique also. It gets so slippery and slow, and it's different than it's way different grip wise than anything else we got down here for sure for the final time of the winter nationals east bay final time ever what do you love about east bay east bay is it's elbows up gas on bend it sideways and floor it slide jobs it's a crazy place and um you know them years that we didn't our tires weren't very i think we're going to have the same situation with the tire roll this year um as what we had when we switched to 1300s I think we're going to be slipping and sliding around again, and we're not going to be steering. So um, if we have that, then I'm really looking forward to it because it makes it fun. Final thing, and ice ice cream is the acceptable answer, Volusia. Do you love Volusia's ice cream? Is <laughs> there something you love about Volusia? I, I do like the ice cream of Volusia. <laughs> Who can, man? But, um, you know, Volusia, I have a love-hate relationship with, with Volusia. We've been really good there a lot, and we've won a few races there, and and I uh, went there and not made the show all week also. So um, it's a really tough place. And the way the sport is right now, everybody's cars are really fast and everybody has really good equipment. So um, it's a tough place, but I, I do love coming to Speed Weeks, man. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Sheppy, real quick, lastly, too, do you get to do stuff outside the racetrack? Does Michaela drag you anywhere and say we're going to Disney or we're doing any of this? <laughs> or are you locked in? You don't do anything with the racing the whole time. Uh, we do some stuff, but, uh, actually Addie's been in school so much, uh, 
Addie's in school right now, so Michaela's home with her, and uh, she flew down for this past weekend at Volusia and flew home Sunday night, and then she's going to fly down. Uh, I think she's going to try to come for the whole week of East Bay, so uh, maybe Sunday after East Bay we might go try to do something. But, uh, man, there ain't much time. There's not much time off these past couple years down here. It makes it tough, but, um, you know, obviously – I think you guys are in an ice storm where you're at right yeah. now. So uh, it's a lot warmer here. I'm in a t-shirt and shorts today. And um, so just having the family be able to come down and spend time with us and, and, you know, even to sell some t-shirts and just get to be there and hang out is uh, better than being at home in the cold for sure. Shep, yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. I know you had to pull over in the middle of the Ocala National Forest to do this interview. Then we had some internet trouble. You're always great. I look forward to featuring you guys on the Crew Diary. I'm very excited about it, and I will keep Derek in line for you well, uh, when he's not with you. Okay, I appreciate it, buddy. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, thank you. Second commercial right. break on tap. We have more Speed Weeks previews coming up after this swab. We'll be back. The fastest growing name in the motorsports industry is the Racers brand of safety gear and apparel. Winners wear K1. Vintage James Essex right there. He's a little snorting there at the beginning. I know Kovac heard that. He always likes hearing uh, that. That was what year, Derek, in Ocala? 2017. That was 
is actually his second ever Speed Weeks win. I know Sheppy said earlier his first one was uh, four days earlier at East Bay in 2017. 2017 so. at Ocala. And listen, and Ocala is one of those tracks, Derek, where, like, you know, ah, this isn't going to be very good. Are they going to race? Are they not going to race too much? And then all of a sudden, yep, last I, I don't know how many, like, last lap passes or weird moments you get at Ocala because it's just so weirdly shaped, as you see out of turn four especially. I mean, because historically, you go into three and four, it's mostly just on the bottom. So guys are running the top one and two, and they're trying to get as much speed to get back down on the bottom uh, going to those final two corners. So a lot of dramatics happen there. Uh, I feel like it's always maybe the most marathon race, too, because a lot of yellows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy down there. But, hey, you know, it's got to have a little bit different taste and different uh, styles A little there. flavor. I like that. Yes. I, I'm going to mention, I've kind of said this a few times in the Rigsby Report, I'm going a little bit more in-depth on East Bay's finale. Remember, the final six Winter Nationals races ever at East Bay uh, are coming up this year. And Aaron and Kovac put up a great uh, graphic that we have here where uh, guys that have never won a race at East Bay, right? And this is kind of your last chance. Yes, there is a race there in October, but here's some notable drivers who have never won a Winter Nationals feature at East Bay. Derek, I think the first guy is the one that, if you're going to bet on a guy to win one this year, it's probably him, right, RTJ? Yeah, he's uh, he's due. Probably, a tr but again, though, it's a track where, like Sheppy said, if it's all slippery and you, yeah. it's just different driving styles and, most guys are used to. Uh, I can see Dalton Wilson. Wilson's got a couple a top threes right, there. Right, right. I could see Dalton. But, you know, Clanton, Lanigan, Madden, those guys, those are guys who will probably never race at East Bay again, right? No. Obviously, with the way it's closing. Nope. Uh, but I think of this list, RTJ, Shirley, Garrett, or Dalton are probably the most likely candidates in its final winter night. Last time ever, Derek. They'll never race in February again, East Bay. Is that set in for you yet? Uh, no, it probably won't until like that final two nights that. Friday and Saturday. Which hope, will be bananas. Yeah, I hope they have some good weather there. Gil Garrett Alberson can get sporty. I said Garrett. I okay. said Garrett. Well, that's Garrett, what I'm going to say. I'll yeah. go with Garrett Alberson. That was my pick. Okay, I, I'm going to stick with RTJ. <laughs> uh, stick well, you told Garrett. me I couldn't pick him. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, no, 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 I never Shirley. said that. He's the RTJ. No respect. I never said that. All so right. uh, I mentioned a few of my favorite Speed Weeks memories earlier in the show. Suave, I want to share a few of those now. You go first, right? The, to me, these aren't just things that happen on the track. They can be off the track. But there's just things when you're there for 20 days every year. You, you have these, like, I think you said it best earlier, like when you're in high school. Oh, I remember XYZ or in college. Speed Weeks has a way of doing that. What do you have for, for some of your favorite Speed Weeks I got memories? I uh, So I had to look this up on the Almanac on the internet. Uh, February 12th, 2012 oh at Screven, 9 p.m. local time. Yes, at each hourly. Uh, it was a huge, it was hot, heat wave. 27 degrees oh, uh, in 2012 there Coldest at I've the Winter Freeze. World of Outlaws action was there. Daryl Anigan got the W there, but 27 degrees, maybe right before when the features started. Uh, that's, Coldest I've ever been at a racetrack in my life. That's was that not night. ideal. Just something that we always talk about when we're down there. Uh, speaking of Lanigan, 2014 Speed Weeks, I believe. I'm getting those years confused. When he left Rocket Row and went down to the Gator <laughs> Pond, that was kind of like the first, like, controversy drama yeah. um, you're like why is like pull this hauler out. yeah lanigan's yeah. dominating rockets why is yeah. he leaving that's you know it club 29 cars uh got introduced later on that season uh billy moyer jr in 2016 won the opener at a volusia i just thought it was a great victory lane with billy moyer there yeah. as well and they're hugging each other and i was like damn old man moyer is very proud of his son and you know jr when he wins he gets fired up all the time uh, Sheppy wins the final four night Volusia. Oh, yeah. That was pretty badass. I know we talk about these win streaks at the Wild West Shootout in East Bay. I mean, Moyer's done it. Clayton won four or five, but to win that many in a row 
uh, that's, against those fields. It, yeah. yeah, it's pretty damn impressive. And I think Jimmy Owens won three or four the next year as well. So yeah, those two flex their muscles, and then I mean Ocean Deck. Those those, <laughs> those are those are some great memories there at the Ocean Deck, or some memories you For might those not. People uh, might not know what is the Ocean Deck. The Ocean Deck, deck is the bar in Daytona that everybody goes to when uh, there's a rain out, but. We haven't had a rain out that like was in the afternoon. We've had rain outs when it's like 9 p.m. Yeah, at the hot track. Laps or we haven't had it since like 2017. So yeah, we are we are due for one. And they actually had one the other day. But yeah, Ocean Deck, great place. Uh, just goes goes pretty well with Volusia. By the way, the final you use week. the term memory. I think you'd have to remember what happened those nights at the Ocean. Deck I'd said or memories. maybe something I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. The, there, we're not going to get into. It. I've got some too. Uh, Josh Richards three wins at 24 hours at East Bay that year. We covered that. It was incredible uh, to win three races in 24 hours. Uh, the Gold Miles ten races, ten thousand to win each night. Ten races. 10,000 to win each night. It was scheduled for that. I think they got seven of them in. I mean, it was nuts, Derek, at the time. We have all this big money racing now. It was insane at the time, right? Ten races, ten nights in a row, 10,000 to win. Frankie Lloyd and the bunch down there. I'll never forget that. 2008, it was our first speed weeks we ever covered. How about the year of Volusia? Uh, the non-usual suspects showed out. The six winners that year were Ivan at Lloyd, Kenny Pettyjohn, Casey Roberts, Kyle Bronson and Scott Bloomquist. Obviously, Bloomquist is a known commodity. Kyle wasn't that well-known yet. So Ivanit, Pettyjohn, Roberts, and Bronson. Derek, that was pretty cool. Uh, that was kind of before, like I said, Bronson was Bronson. You mentioned those guys on hot streaks. Clanton won four out of five at Volusia Ooh, one year. They got rained out impressive. one night, only had five. Clanton won four out of the five. He'd go on to win the World of Outlaws Championship that year. Who could forget Terry Casey and Josh Richards at East Bay? You know, uh, Josh kind of hits him. Last few stages of the feature, Casey does not take it well. Rams into the 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 one car under uh, was it was he in the Ernie car that night? No, yes. I think it was the one car that night. He wasn't. Oh in, no, he was in. Well, was he, he was, in Ernie's car? He that was night? in Ernie's car. I, I think believe. he was too. But he rammed into him on the front stretch. Here come Hoghead, Mark Richards up to the tower. Oh man, it was chaos that night. The Dennis Herb Jr. Scales night at Volusia. Was it he didn't weigh in? Is that what it was? Or he, he, he didn't go. He didn't go to didn't the go to tech. He didn't go to the trailer right after the race right, to check right. something. Uh, of course, we waited like two and a half hours. Oh my goodness. Got some good sound bites out of it and maybe allegedly somebody got paid it's still for winning. We don't know the yeah, because Dennis was in a rocket car, right? Yeah, and I think Mark don't. felt bad, and Mark might have helped take care of him a little bit as far as allegedly. Like, oh, allegedly, uh, this didn't go right. Just honestly, it shows you what a what a dude Mark Richards is, right? What a good dude Mark Richards is, right? But it was like Mark's like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. I feel bad for Dennis, you know, because I think Mark might have got second or something like that. Uh, th those are those are all just things like that that stick out. Um, I forget Kenny Petty John won a race, right? Like we were bringing that up. That's incredible. Those things happen at Speed Weeks, Derek. Yeah, I love it. That's why you can own that twenty four hour window when you win and uh show out and make some t-shirt designs like we mentioned at the top of the show uh just a lot of craziness and some storylines that you won't think pop up does pop up we wrap up every video cast with our good friend kevin kovac who is on a detroit lions high right now two home playoff victories kevin smiling ear to ear uh, I think it needs noted, um, how many years in a row have you gone to Speed Weeks, Kevin? Let's start there. I'm 17. You are Since how many now have you, have you been down there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not not quite that long with the last Lions victory, but I did, I did go to my first Speed Weeks at Volusia in 1986 and 87. I was 13 and 14 years old. Uh, yeah, so I, was in, I got to skip school a little bit. And then I've been to every speed week since 98. So I, that's wow. what, that's going on 26 years now. That's actually half my life now. <laughs> so oh, like I can say I've got a, I've got a half life streak going here at speed weeks ever since 98. 
Um, you know, not every year was all East Bay, but every year was definitely all the Volusia late models and big block uh, week. Kovac, you'll love this. I actually figured up in my career, how many January and February days have I spent on the road? 623 is the total. I spent 623 days on the road in January and February in the last 17. It was actually depressing uh, when I figured it out. Uh, Speed Weeks this year, top storylines. Kovac's right in the headlines. What are they heading in? I mean, you've already talked about it, I'm sure, several times on this show, but I can't get over anything but the last year of East Bay Raceway Park. I mean, there's nothing else I think that could go be bigger than that. Uh, when you're when we get there to East Bay for that Winter Nationals, it's 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 definitely going to be a different uh, you know different feel. Uh, you, you know when you always have that last time. I've been to several racetracks where this was the last one. I mean they and, and it did actually happen to be the last one. It wasn't like well they got a reprieve. And if that definitely happens with East Bay. It's just going to be, man, I mean, you're going to be sitting there like, where, what are we going to be doing next year <laughs> during speed weeks, this week of the, of the stretch? I mean, where will we go? It's, you just been so ingrained of going to East Bay for so long. Uh, it, it, it's just going to be just so weird. And I can't see anything that tops that storyline. Um, other, there's one other thing that I kind of am thinking that, uh, what, what's happening at East Bay. I mean, at Volusia this past weekend, uh, with the Sunshine Nationals, I know there was a lot of talk about uh, the the skewed bodywork, especially like on on, on, De- on Devin Moran's car. Steve France with the Outlaw said it, it's good. I mean, it, it's all within the rules, but I, I could see that like when everybody's down in in, in Florida and Georgia for uh, you know almost a month. Uh, there'll be talk about, uh, people have a lot of time to talk. They're together a lot of time. And I think there'll be a lot of time to talk about skewed bodies and what they think of this body. Cause it seems like all these bodies are getting kind of turned a little, little weird on the frame. I know Kovac towards the end of the year, we had some race teams, you know, fold or the owners decided they didn't want to race, but speed week or Volusia 1.0 had 10 more cars this year than last year. Is that going to be a positive sign for the rest of the month and hopefully going into the whole season? Oh, I think so. Uh, when you come out that strong, 56 cars, I believe it was, right? Um, I mean, there was a heck of a lot of, of crate cars there, too. Um, you know, and that's uh, that, that's a, that's another side. They weren't racing for as much money as, as the super late model uh, team. So uh, something is, is pretty good if you're able to get that many cars to go all the way down to Florida. Florida used to be a place where, man, it's just like, God, we, we 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 can't just go down there on a whim for a weekend or something like that. And now you got seventy or eighty crate cars, um, well, more than that, a hundred really, with the other division, uh, the two crate divisions. They're all down there. I mean, uh, it, it, it has to be a pretty good sign of. Uh, I mean, I know there's there are definitely struggles with the finances of of racing and and how much everything costs, but uh, it, it's not as dire, I think, when you see that kind of a, a turnout. Speaking of Volusia, give me a couple of Volusia 1.0 thoughts, right? We get a Hudson O'Neill and a Devin Moran victory. Pretty damn good racetrack both nights, especially the first night. A couple of quick ones on Volusia 1.0. Man, that was that was Volusia at its finest, yeah. sort of. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I like Volusia. I, again, I grew up going to some big tracks. And Volusia's got a – it reminds me a little bit my old Flemington Speedway where there is like a real sweep. You know, it's a real sweeping kind of racetrack, not real big straightaways. Uh, and they go fast. And if when, when you got a track that's like Volusia was those two nights uh, and, and cars are going that fast and they're so close and they're just on the gas. I mean, I, I, I think that's fun. I think it's fun to see kind of racing like that. It's a, it's exciting. 
and, and the guys weren't getting stretched out. That's for sure. I mean, guys were passing and there was four leaders in the first night, only one caution. Second night, Ricky Thornton comes from 23rd to, to, to fourth. I mean, the first night, Brandon Shepard, what he went from second, 16th to second, I believe. Yeah. And plenty of stuff going on. The track looked a little different though, too. Uh, Sammy. You, you might've mentioned this already. I haven't heard, but um, it had a different look to it. You know, I mean, it was fast. I mean, it was a big moist cushion up there, but that, down in the groove and the like especially earlier in the night it was like blowing dust and stuff i guess it was like sandy a lot of guys were talking about and, but feature time man that thing raced really well and kind of looking forward to the dirt car nationals if the, if it's going to be like that you have been known as the notes guru at dirt on dirt for going on a decade now however however ben shelton brought the heat earlier and i declared perhaps ben is the new notes guru i now give you a <laughs> chance to top ben's effort early in the show empty the clip Empty the notebook, pre-Speed Week's Kevin Kovac notes. But let me start with one thing. I'll ask both of you this, though. It's kind of a question to you. Oh. Um, who has the longest streak of a uh, consecutive streak of years winning a Speed Week's race? At least one. I mean, I don't know if you've talked about it before, but if, if you haven't, if you did, well, then I guess you already know. But who do you think it is? Uh, I'll say, I'm going to go maybe somebody people don't think. I'll say Hudson O'Neill. Huh? Uh, I was going to go with... Braden Overton. That was my other guess was Overton. There you go. D Suave really knows his stuff, doesn't yeah, he? You know, go. it's Braden Overton. It can't be that long. He's won, he's won race every year since 2017. Wow. Uh, the most is three. He doesn't have one of those big years of like the five or six races that, that some guys has, but still since 2017, uh, Overton's won at least once, uh, which is pretty good. And the next guys would be, uh, we got one guy now already has clinched five in a row. That's Devin Moran. I mean, yeah. he's won every year since uh, since 2020 now. And, and Tim McCready can also match Devin uh, if he gets a win during speed weeks. He's won at least one in the last four years. And and going back to Overton, uh, that, that's the obviously the big question. Everyone wants to will wonder if he's going to go run the Lucas Oil Series this year. He's planning all the Lucas races, uh, but he's not. Uh, when I, I asked him last few days ago, and he says looking like he's hit and miss. But, of course, that could always change, I guess, if he has a really good speed weeks. Uh, but right now he plans to have a you know, hit and miss schedule. And, and he's got a couple new crew guys, too. You know, one from Louisiana, one from Delaware. So he's got some guys coming from, uh, you know, a little, little farther apart there. You know, he's got a northerner and a southerner. Uh, Gulf Coast guy, so that that's that's happening with uh, with Overton. Um, oh, a guy that I'm really uh, interested in seeing as a as a new Lucas Oil regular. That's that Tony Jackson Jr. Uh, you know, running the Capital House car now. He's planning to do the whole thing. 41 years old, really experienced as a regional guy, winning Mars and MLRA titles, uh, and he's never run a national tour, so he's going to be a rookie on. He's only run East Bay and Volusia once, and that was back in 2000 uh, in 2021. Uh, and that's the only time he'd run the uh, speed weeks down there. So we'll we'll see him. I mean, I think that's a guy to watch during. He had a sixth place finish at East Bay in in, in 2021. So um, you know, and, and with his experience, I don't think he he should be able to get going a little quicker than some other rookies. Uh, and and, and we were talking about young guys. How about that Ethan Dotson leading laps at Volusia uh, in that first night on Friday? Finished six, kind of slipped back a little bit, but. Uh, he's running that Coltman Farms racing team, and, and he's a really talented modified guy from uh, from California. And and he hasn't ruled out, you know, doing any uh, doing some uh, doing one of the tours after Speed Weeks. I think he's going to be real active 
He's with that Coltman Farms team, which is like super into racing right now. Super. I mean, they're sponsoring the Southern All-Stars Tour now also. And man, I mean, uh, Ethan Dotson could be a guy that would be a great pickup for either the Outlaws or Lucas Oil. Kovac, uh, don't go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about this. But your Detroit Lions have won two playoff games. And this Sunday, head to San Francisco for the NFC Championship. Thank God you and Spav aren't playing each other this oh Sunday. Oh, my God. He was, think, he was wishing. Uh, just give me 60 <laughs> seconds. would have been a home game, too, right? 60 yeah. seconds, Kovac. How does it feel? Your Lions are in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I don't feel like that 89-year-old guy that they, they've been showing <laughs> on Lions games that has been a season ticket holder for 66 years. Um, not like that. I mean, I feel great for that guy. I think they even brought him down on the field, and he made Pet, met Peyton Manning and players this week. So good for him. But, man, I've been rooting for that team since for 40 years, you know, since I was like a little kid. And my uh, uncle from out in Michigan got me a Lions sweatshirt, Billy Sims days. I remember the last time the Lions played uh, the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. It was in 1983, New Year's Eve. They lost on a last-second field goal. Eddie Murray <laughs> You know, missed it. The Lions would have went to the playoff, went to the, the championship game that year. Uh, uh, NFC championship, they'd have won that. So I still want, re I want redemption from that. And I feel like, man, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know what this. This is unusual to be feeling like this in January about my Lions. Usually, it's the draft. So I feel good about Sunday, though. I think <laughs> no, they can do it. The They're Packers, playing well. They the, can do it. The Packers they, are great they again. They've it. got another stud. Kovacs teams in the NFC Championship. We own the draft, though. Number one pick. Yeah, the Bears. <laughs> yeah. So, Kovac, we'll see you at East Bay, buddy. Thank you for everything. All right. See you later. Uh, I want to wrap up, of course, and mention <laughs> this. Obviously, our platform at Flow is covering late models to the T, but, but Kane, throw this up here. We have so much other live programming during speed weeks other than just late models of course we have every night of lucas but we've got high limits opener derek the much anticipated high limits sprint car tour on that monday tuesday we'll be at volusia for the late model week actually i'm popping down to east bay high limits monday tuesday after the late models leave brad sweet kyle larson their national sprint car tour kicks off we'll have that live Every USAC race, USAC is just the gift that keeps on giving to flow. The numbers are incredible. It performs amazingly well. Viewership, they go Bubba, Volusia, Bubba this year. They've got quite the speed weeks down there. A couple at Bubba, a couple at Volusia, back to Bubba for a couple more. Spridge and Kevin Miller, all USAC events live on flow. Brett Deo's Short Track Super Series, they run at Alltech three or four nights. We'll have every single one of those events Live on Flow, and of course, our partnership with You got NASCAR. the Daytona 500? No, no, no not the oh, Daytona okay. 500. That's okay. on, I believe NASCAR that's on Fox. Sure. Uh, our partnership with NASCAR and NASCAR Grassroots, the World Series of Asphalt, February 9th through February 17th at New Smyrna. New Smyrna's one of the biggest asphalt races on the planet. Kicks off leading into Daytona. All the asphalt short track junkies are at New Smyrna. Matthew Dillner, Rob Blunt, Brandon Paul, our whole crew will be over there covering that. All of that, Derek, live on this little platform Called Flow Racing uh, coming up in the next month. Yeah, they say bundling. You're bundling a lot of racing in, uh, into one website. And we got that huge uh, drag race too, right? That's right. The World Series. Not the World Series. He's had the World Series of Asphalt. Pro Superstar right. Challenge. Which Excuse is like me. It the weekend in of East Bay. The weekends of East Bay finale. If you're a drag racing fan, this is a big deal. It is really the biggest non-NHRA drag race in the say, world, I, in I'm the gonna world, call I don't want to say ever, right? I'm not versed enough in drag racing Currently. to make that claim, but you're talking about these superstars of drag racing. Before the NHRA season kicks off, they will be at Bradenton for the uh, Pro Superstar Shootout. I had World Series of Asphalt on the brain. My apologies to Courtney 
and all and Tom and all of our drag racing folks. I'll be there, Derek. I'm going in the morning on Friday, Saturday of East Bay. I'm heading down to Bradenton. It's only about 45 minutes. I'm going to check out all the drag racing. Can I come you with you? Yeah, come with me. Hang out with Courtney Enders. We've got to You know, it's a big time, big deal for her. She's been working her That's butt right. off doing the doing those like road to Bradenton, yeah, I think, pieces. Like the road Del Doris. Yeah, she's so she's doing co- great. We love Courtney today. I know she's fired up for it. And she's on the broadcast. I saw that. Yep, she's doing that as well. So and one more time, what do we expect from the late model coverage? Let's hit it one more time, Kane. Ten things. Race day report, Speed Weeks Minute, Heat and Feature Highlights, only doing the top five. Derek, they'll survive. The people are going to survive with the top five. Drive Home, brought to you by the Nippy 50 at Makokita the last weekend in March. Free Flow with Ben Shelton, the Crew Diary with B-Shep, One Lap, One Beer with D-Suave, and updates and feature stories every single night. Suave, any parting words before we leave our I'll, folks? You've asked everybody your favorite thing of each track. What's yours? Golden Isles, I love the Spanish Moss. You know I'm a sucker for Spanish Moss. All tech, I love. God, it's it's such a cliched answer for the DOD crew, but God, that pit area is cool. I also love the the camper tiered parking off turn two at All Tech. I think isn't is there very, like a my favorite thing is don't they have like a treehouse out there too? Yeah, I think there is a treehouse out there. Yeah, that's funny. O- Ocala's just weird, man. Keep Ocala weird. It's a weird racetrack. It's it's weird. Weird things happen there, and I like that it's weird. Uh, keep an eye on Ocala for future of Speed Weeks as well. Volusia is just the commitment World Racing Group has made to the facility. It has become this gleaming facility off State Route 40. Uh, and just you, You've nailed it. The proximity to Daytona just amps and amplifies. It, you're leading up to the Daytona 500, and you can feel it. You walk through the pits, and there's NASCAR guys everywhere checking dirt racing out. That's cool. And East Bay, man. Tip of the hat to the, to me, what has been the quintessential home of dirt late model racing in February since the early 1980s. It will be bizarre to not have East Bay. And I will let you buy me Hungry Howie's all week. <laughs> one, last one last one. Yeah, time. we got to yeah. sit in that. We got to sit it in is, that area. It is going to be, uh, be kind of crazy. Because we'll be there in October, but it won't be the same, right? No, not at all. It's just. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's it for us. We will see you guys Thursday from Golden Isles. We kick things off with a race day report. Kane Runyon, thank you for coming in a nice storm. Derek Kessinger, we'll see you at Golden Isles this weekend. Thanks, everybody.